The investment landscape has become increasingly complex and volatile this year, with a whole new series of risks to consider, such as the trade conflicts between China and the US, the strong US dollar, and financial turmoil in some emerging markets. In addition, new economy investments and new listing rules present new opportunities and new risks to investors. I caught up at this year's investment seminar with Bruno Lee, who is Senior Managing Director at Manu Life Asset Management and Ambassador for the Hong Kong Strategy for Financial Literacy. He told me about some of the latest economic trends and risks. Good morning, Bruno. Hi, good morning, Peter. Can you tell me a little bit about how uh, the investment landscape has changed? What do you see as being the main macroeconomic trends that are affecting investments here in Hong Kong at the moment? Yeah, I think uh, this year in uh, 2018, obviously we have uh, seen a, a dramatic change in terms of the investment sentiment uh, from the first quarter until now, the, going into the almost the fourth quarter now. Uh, I think the main changes are driven by two major factors. One, obviously, is the uh, strong uh, U.S. economy uh, has given the opportunity for the U.S. Uh, Federal Reserve to increase interest rate or to normalize interest rate. Um, so rising U.S. interest rate environment has caused a little bit of, you know, kind of a fund flow uh, from the more emerging market back to the U.S. market. The other major factor is more about trade because of uh, Trump's administration's, uh, you know, strategy to basically try to renegotiate, you know, the trade, you know, uh, arrangement with major trading partners, including China uh, and also other um, economic blocs. So this has caused another yeah, uncertainty related to the, you know, kind of a, the outlook of the market as well. And the trade war has had a big impact, hasn't it? How do you see that affecting uh, the Hong Kong economy as we go along? Well, I think uh, definitely, you know, this kind of a trade dispute uh, will cause um, significant uncertainty in the market. Um, however, uh, we believe, uh, looking at um, the uh, China market, it is still uh, have a much stronger uh, foundation right now, particularly with the uh, stronger, uh, you know, the wealth level of the individual uh, in the major cities. So we believe uh, this trade dispute uh, between U.S. and also China um, in the short term will still cause some volatility and uncertainty. However, in the medium long term, we believe um, you know, the trade spill, uh, although it may continue um, as Trump wants to you know, have a second term election, um, but uh, we believe that China has the ability through technological upgrade uh, that we have been seeing already in China uh, and also through uh, the diversification of production base uh, by shifting some of the you know, manufacturing and particularly the lower value-added um, you know, manufacturing uh, base uh, to outside of China. And that could well be uh, even, um, you know, kind of a, be one of the catalysts to, uh, to help um, through the One Belt, One Roll initiative as well. And the, um, the, the trade impact, it's had a big impact here on the markets, hasn't it, both here in Hong Kong and on China. And the other concern is that China's economy is slowing. Do you see that as being a risk here for the Hong Kong markets? Well, certainly, I think, you know, if the trade dispute continue or even, you know, got upgraded uh, further, uh, that would certainly have a strong, you know, short-term impact uh, for the Hong Kong market and impacted by the slowdown of the mainland Chinese uh, market as well, uh, particularly on the lower, you know, value-added manufacturing base. Um, however, I think uh, at the moment, um, the sign is that uh, probably U.S. is still growing very healthily and, and in some measurement it is, you know, growing, you know, very 
very strong too. Um, so this will continue to uh, generate some uh, kind of uh, export, you know, maybe directly from mainland China or through Hong Kong or maybe even um, we route through other Southeast Asian market. So from that perspective, I think, you know, Hong Kong uh, can still, you know, maintain a, you know, a, I think a, a relatively robust economic growth as long as the U.S. interest rate is not, you know, kind of rising beyond what the market already factored into. We are seeing now Treasury bond yields in the U.S. start to rise and actually starting to rise quite uh, sharply. Is that going to have an impact here? Well, um, in terms of the uh, the, the yield curve, uh, obviously after eight times increase in the federal fund rate uh, to the current level, uh, this has some impact. But uh, when we look at the historical level of the yield curve, you know, or 10 years U.S. Treasury at about 3, 3.2%, it is still um, quite low compared to the historical long-term trend, um, you know, go beyond, you know, 4 or 5%. So from that perspective, even uh, we would expect for next year, uh, the Fed is saying that they will continue to gradual increase interest rate, short-term interest rate in the 19 for probably the market is expecting about two to three times. So even at that level, uh, we will still see, you know, kind of, uh, it will not uh, be significantly impacting the global growth or the U.S. growth. Um, however, if, you know, the, the inflation is going a little bit beyond, you know, uh, control, uh, that may cause a concern. Um, we'd expect the U.S. interest rate and the yield curve to be, um, I think, already start to flatten a little bit. So from that perspective, I think, you know, the situation in the first half may uh, indicate that the U.S. interest rate may be uh, peaking uh, in the middle of the 19th. But we have got to get used to here in Hong Kong the fact that rates are going up. The prime rate has gone up for the first time in 12 years. What should investors be doing about that and looking for? Well, I think uh, investor in Hong Kong has been um, uh, being, you know, kind of benefiting from the extremely low interest rate or close to zero. Um, so uh, a, a small increase, uh, as we've seen, the prime rate for some of the bank uh, increases only one-eighth and some uh, maybe one-quarter. So um, at this first increase or maybe uh, coming up, I think investors should expect uh, the uh, interest rate continue to be normalized or increase, but uh, shouldn't be too worried about that because I think at this level, uh, there are still room for, you know, kind of adjusting it to a, a normal level, which uh, we believe will benefit the saver because a lot of, you know, kind of a general public put their money in the bank um, has not been able to generate any income for the past 10 years. So having some interest from the deposit is going to be also positive for the uh, people who put the money aside for long-term saving. So there is some upside to rates going up, particularly for pensioners and savers who re rely on the income from their savings. Exactly. And, and they, they, in order to generate some income from their saving, they do not necessarily have to take extra risk in terms of going into the risky asset because, you know, if their saving can generate interest uh, and so forth, so they have more choices. And the other thing that we've seen in recent months is a lot of turmoil in emerging markets around the world, in places like Turkey, in places like Argentina. Is there a risk that that could have an impact on the markets here? Well, I think uh, because of the strong uh, U.S. interest rate and then the fund flow uh, from the emerging market back to the uh, U.S. market, um, and uh, it has a lot of impact for those emerging markets, uh, particularly vulnerable because of the deficit, uh, trade deficit, uh, uh, and also the government, uh, you know, lending, uh, the debt uh, level. So uh, we believe at the moment uh, the whole, um, you know, volatility related emerging market uh, will not be, you know, kind of affecting all the emerging markets. 
like the previous emerging market crisis, but it would be more specifically related to those emerging markets that are more vulnerable because of the trade deficit, because of the higher debt you know, uh, outstanding, or because of high inflation rate in the market. So uh, we, we see that as a, you know, kind of a, a, a isolated instant impacting a few emerging markets rather than the whole. That was Bruno Lee from Manulife Asset Management and Ambassador for the Hong Kong Strategy for Financial Literacy. Thank you for joining us this week at the Investor Education Seminar. Next week, we'll take a look at the new faster payment system that has been launched in Hong Kong. And on the investment front, we have some do's and don'ts for a volatile market. In the meantime, from me, Peter Lewis, have a great weekend.